2: just stop. Talk-
0: All right, what do you say we get this show on the road? All right. You guys hungry? No. No? Nope. I was going to say, let's just ditch the show and go across the street and get lunch. <laughs> All right, let's get this show on the road. Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Doggan with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop two guys, smoke shop at the Studio 21 podcast cafe i want to thank my fine fine producer chrissy who is here with us today always doing a great job she puts up with my shit every single week so for that alone she should be getting a lot more money than she's getting Uh, (laughs) i want to thank our, our sponsors mclennan real estate century 21 we love matt and sam and janet and everybody over at century 21 um uh, Matt was on the show a couple weeks ago talking about real estate stuff and I think we're going to be doing a story in the next Valley Patriot uh, based on that interview I think that was a pretty good interview with Matt He, he, he it's always it's because I don't know anything about real estate right like most people the people that are in that business are the experts and so to have like the premier expert in the Merrimack Valley coming on the show to talk about real estate is great is. Um, uh, a new sponsor I think we have a new sponsor uh, Treehouse Cannabis in Drake It uh Gave us a call last week and said, uh, and it's owned by a a guy that I used to know. Uh, I think he used to work for either Diana DeZaglio or Katie Ives. I remember meeting him in one of the campaigns. Uh, Wes Ritchie owns that and uh, a really good guy. And uh, we have a mutual friend that says amazing things about him and Treehouse Cannabis. Um, So I haven't been to Treehouse Cannabis, um, but within the next week I will. I will go down there, and I'll talk to those guys. Maybe we'll do a little story on them, and I'll even try some of their product. Uh, Marsan and Son Construction. Love Ronnie Marsan. I really, really hope he runs for mayor against uh, Neil Perry. I don't think he can win. I don't think anybody can win, but I'd love to see him run. Um, EIS, Investigation and Gun Training. Borelli's Deli, where I'm going right after the show. I'm going over to Borelli's Deli to get my hot sausages. And Have you guys been to Borelli's Deli? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you from the area? I'm not. No, so so. Where are you from? What area? So I live in Air. Okay, so when when you're up here, you got to stop off at Borelli's Deli for lunch at some point because the, the 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 lunch sandwiches are great. But you can also grab like a bunch of deli stuff while you're there to bring home, which is which is amazing. Um, and I always grab the uh, butternut squash ravioli, the frozen butternut squash ravioli to bring home, which is really good. Uh, Tomo and shaken seafood. Where Tomo Tomo's at least once a week. And um, I'm now starting to finally try some new things on the menu. The real go-to there is if you're getting the hibachi, you want the Emperor's Deluxe because that's got steak and it's got seafood, and they've got like these really big scallops that are like this big. And I'm I'm a big fan of scallops if you watch my restaurant shows. Um, and Shaken Seafood, which is right across the street, and uh, and we don't go to Shaken Seafood as much as as we probably should. Because they're right across the street from Tomo, and if you've got a choice between Tomo and Shaken and Seafood, to me, I'm always going to Tomo. Uh, but we do go to Shake and Seafood once in a while. Clear Path for Veterans New England, these guys are here today. We're going to talk about them through the whole show. Uh, AFC Urgent Care, we love uh, Lisa and Zaka, everybody over there. And um, we're working on trying to get them to open an AFC in Lawrence. I think they'd make a killing in Lawrence if they opened up an AFC like on Essex Street I think they'd make a killing. Uh, Pleasant Valley Landscaping, Dave Id Consoli, is looking for, looking for help. So if you're looking for a job, by the way, not only do you get a good job working for uh, Dave Id Consoli, but he's one of the nicest guys in the world. He's not someone that stands over you and micromanages you while you're doing your job, so he's actually a really good guy to work for, and he pays a lot of money. Um, so if you're looking for work and you can do physical work, Pleasant Valley Landscape and give David a call. Also a free shout out to JG's Ice Cream because the Jafrida brothers are just great guys. And the the ice cream's pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm not an ice cream guy, but I do stop there at least once a month. And, uh, and I'll get a frap or I'll get something. Uh, there. Cutting into my time. So, sorry. We're going to thank our sponsors. They pay to keep the lights on here. So with me today, I've got uh, Randy Carter from Veterans Northeast. Hey, Outreach. hey, hey. hey wait, no, wait, wait, no, ho, no, what? no, 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 what? no. Oh, no, huh? What? Claire Path. What happened? What did I say? Veterans Northeast. Did I really say that? Yes, you did. I just finished saying on my other show that we're, we're investigating them. And we're coming. We're going to be doing a story about them shortly. I can't. Oh, really? Yeah. So I had them on the brain. I apologize. They're from Clear Path for Veterans, New England. He used to be with Veterans Northeast Outreach when John Radka ran it, and and they actually treated veterans well over there. Um, they're not really doing that anymore. And and I and I am going to be writing a story the next uh, either in the next paper or the paper after that. Uh, Because our veterans need to be taken care of. And the people that are in charge of taking care of our veterans need to be doing a good job. And when they're not doing a good job, veterans are afraid to complain. They're not people that complain. They're people that take orders. They're people that suck it up. They're people that have gone through basic training and have been trained to suck it up. And so a lot of the veterans don't want to complain. But they call my office on a regular basis and tell me what's going on. Because they know that uh, I was very close with uh, John Ratka when when he started it. And so we are going to do that. Uh, with us today is uh, Randy Carter from Clear Path. Clear Path for Veterans New England and Jeremiah Jones, retired chief warrant officer. Uh, it says warrant officer three. Is that, what is
2: it? It's correct. So it's a chief warrant officer three. So third level of, of getting promoted within the warrant officer rank. Oh,
0: great. And uh, a bronze star.
2: I'm hearing. Uh, yes, thank you, Randy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so why don't you guys talk about what, Randy, really, why don't you tell people a little bit about <coughs> Jeremiah and his Bronze Star, and then we'll talk a little bit about what ClairePath does for, for, for uh, homeless veterans and veterans that need help. So Jeremiah just came to us about, what, three
1: months ago? Yes. Uh, Jeremiah retired from the Army after 20,000 years. I think it was 26 years. Um, so between us, I think we have over 50 years total military service. Um, Jeremiah was... Uh, he found a home at Clearpath. He started as a volunteer, and Jason and myself was sitting down one day, and we just watched how he interacted with other veterans. No matter what the issue was, they would walk in, and uh, I we offered him a job. He had no knowledge. He didn't think he had any knowledge in the in the field of you know peer-to-peer counseling, but in actuality, he had more than what he thought because being a veteran, being a disabled veteran, uh, he understood the trials and the uh, – tribulations that a lot of veterans go through.
0: Do you find that a lot, that a lot of veterans don't realize what skills they have? Uh, because they, they were trained to, like, go out and kill people and break things. But in doing that, they've learned all of these other skills through whether it's basic, basic training or the cohesions of the unit or all that other stuff.
2: What do you think? I think that sometimes, you know, after 26 years and you do this most of your adult life, it, it's really hard to think that you have the skills to go back out into society, but I am not just back in society. I am again in the service to others. It just happens to be my brothers, and uh, and my sisters, and they're very easy to take care of. Um, and it can be uh, it can be very rewarding. Yeah. So talk about ClearPath. Talk about the mission
0: of ClearPath. Uh, I know you started over at uh, at VNOC and now you're here. What is it that ClearPath does? What, if there's a veteran watching and they say, well, I've never heard of ClearPath, what does ClearPath Clear do for people? Basically, it's a one-stop shop. We want to be able to
1: have a veteran walk in the door with any issue they have. Um, best way I describe it is that a lot of veterans carry, they carry a lot of weight on their shoulders. They carry a lot of baggage. When they walk in, we want to make them feel like we're holding that baggage for them. And they feel comfortable. They feel wanted and they feel like they should be there. It's not just another appointment they have to go to. And speaking of appointments, we try to do everything in-house. So they're not going, all right, Tom, you're going to go here Monday, then Tuesday you're going to go here. No, you're just going to come to us. Right.
0: So it's like one-stop shopping for veterans.
1: It is. We, so we can do everything from getting your, your discharge papers, your 214. We can file a disability claim. If you're homeless, we can help you get a place to live.
0: How does that work? If, if someone's homeless... Because I know this is your area of expertise. If someone's homeless, they're a veteran, and they come to you and say, I'm sleeping on the streets of Lawrence tonight, uh, wh- what is the process? What do you guys do for them?
1: Well, the first thing we're going to do is make sure we can get them someplace for the next two or three days and so they can be safe and have someplace warm. And then we're going to work on a place, whether it be uh, transitional-type housing, whether it be permanent housing. So when you say we're going to find them a place for the first few days, how does, how does that – Would you put them
0: up in a hotel? Does put another veteran the bring them in?
1: No, we put them up in a hotel. Okay, And uh, we usually, we go, I've gone up to two weeks, almost two weeks in a hotel before a hotel. we can find a place for this veteran to go.
0: And what kind of a place are you looking for? Is it other veterans that have like a room for rent? Is it... Um, like a specific traditional housing building that they could go be, to? could be any
1: of the above. It depends on the issues that the veteran is dealing
0: with. Okay. If the
1: veteran is dealing with a substance abuse, we're going to work on that substance abuse. But we, we want to make sure that he has someplace stable to stay. Right. So he's not trying to fight two battles at the same time. Right. Um, if it's just monetary, we'll work with them Try to figure out why he's not able to pay his rent. Mm-hmm. And there are other programs out there. And we're, we're going to try to um, – Escalate how fast that paperwork goes to get that veteran stabilized.
0: When um, a veteran comes to you and they have uh, a problem, whether it's uh, financial, whether it's psychological, how do you guys vet the guys that are coming in for what their needs are? Do you have like an assessment that you put them through?
2: No. So uh. we're non-clinical. Um, okay. The closest thing for us in clinical is peer-to-peer support, right? So that's as close as we're going to get. We're more about the wellness. We're more more worried about meeting the basic needs of the veteran first. And anything that is clinical, we will refer them out to some of our partners.
0: So um, a a veteran comes to you when they're hungry, and they say, I've got a place to live. I'm barely making it, I can't afford food. Do you guys help them with that?
2: So, yes, and – in a lot of ways. So at our campus at Clear Path, it's at Devons uh, We have a weekly canteen where we feed anywhere between 150 and 180 veterans and their families because we're community based. So family counts, too. Um, on every Tuesday, we do a coffee social where we have a small breakfast, but it is a it's a nice breakfast. And then. With our partners and VSOs like Rick Couture out in Lemonster, we provide a lunch service every Tuesday to the veterans in Lemonster at their Veterans Center. So nice. if they can't make it to Clear Path, we take it to them.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, I had you guys on once before, I had Randy on once before, um, talking about the canine situation of helping veterans get um, service dogs. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, I think um- – Honestly, when Jeremiah first came to us, he was volunteering, and he was volunteering in the canine program. I think you had a pretty good handle on
2: So I did. Uh, volunteered for about nine months as a an assistant canine handler or trainer. Uh, and it's great because our veterans that suffer with three main things, PTSD, military sexual trauma, are TBIs. That's what are the core values of training our service dogs. What, what is TBI? Traumatic brain injury, okay. sorry. Um, so if you deal with any one of those three, are couple them together, that's why we train service dogs for veterans, um, because these are all seemingly invisible wounds, um, and we need that, you know, help us block and brace from the crowd if we're not ready for it, help us to get up and get down. When we have nervous ticks, and the dog can sense that in us by, you know, observing us, and in uh, And interjects and makes us feel calm and pulls us back down. And I'm actually one of those veterans that suffer from a couple of them. So when
0: you talk about the um, the sexual trauma, do you see a lot of that? Like we hear on the news how horrible the military is for sexual issues, and is that blown up, or do you guys see a lot of that?
1: I, I think I don't think it's blown up. I think it's unrecorded. So as people as it's
0: getting more prevalent to speak out now. Without, so it was always program. it was always there in, yeah. in the num- same numbers, but just that we're hearing more about it. I think so.
1: I, I think it, it's and it's uh, and it's not just females uh, either. There are males who have suffered
0: from really. that. And so, what kind of what kind of help did you guys offer that? Well,
1: one? again, we're not clinical, like Jeremiah said. So we will refer them to the experts who who can deal with that.
0: All right. Well, thanks for coming, guys. I see you later. No, no problem. See you. <laughs> Talk a little bit about your service. Uh, Randy, you've been on here a couple of times. You've never talked about your service. Talk about your service. Where did you serve? What did you do? We're not really here to talk about us. No, I know, but people need... I I think my audience wants to connect with the guys that they're listening to. Read your book. I'm in your book. That's true. You are in my book. We'll try and get Jeremiah into the next... uh, Yeah, definitely want Jeremiah next. uh, So I served 24
1: years. I did nine years in the Army, and I um, I got out for a year. Then I went in the Air Force for 15. Um, What would make you go back? Like, you served... You got out, and then you went back. What made you do that? Camaraderie, uh, it's just the safety net that the military gives you, I guess you can say. So I got out. I grew up in the city of Lawrence, just like you. Um, I left the city to get out. Of, I got out of the city because I knew it just wasn't where I was supposed to be. And then when I got out for that year, I, I took some time and just reflected that. In the military, he's my brother. No matter, I, I can never meet. I just meet him today. He's my brother. Right. Civilian world, you, you don't have that. Right. Yeah, yeah. People suck. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. I, I don't think they suck. I just think they, they think of themselves first. Yeah, and that's why they
0: suck. I did a whole thing on Facebook <laughs> on, that, on that yesterday about how people suck. Um, so talk about your service,
2: Jeremiah. You got a broad style. How did you get that? Uh, I'm pretty humble about that. I actually. know, but, but, and but Randy you kind of sure. ambushed me with that. I don't, I don't like talking about it, but I'll, I'll say this um, I've been to Iraq, I've been to Afghanistan, uh, multiple places. Um, I'm, I was just there at the right time leading the men that I should have and doing my job. At the end of the day, I just did my job. What was your job? So I in Iraq, I was a convoy commander for an entire year. That's, that's, a, that's probably one of the most dangerous jobs, right? Uh, one of the most dangerous yeah. besides our infantry guys who are you know, chasing guys across the desert or in tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much so. Were you guys as heartbroken as I was
0: at the way we left Afghanistan, leaving people behind the explosions leaving back all billions of dollars in equipment. I'm going to refrain all the, all from... The, all, the, all the 20-something years that we wasted there. I mean, and actually, I don't think it was wasted. I think we did a lot of good work there. But the way we left kind of just crapped on all of that. I'll, I'll refrain from giving my opinion. Well, how come? And...
2: There's a lot of things not understood, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a, a good case in point. Let's say we left a vehicle over there. Mm-hmm. It cost us more than the the value of the vehicle to bring it back. right. So we had to destroy some of that equipment. That's all. I mean, that's about all you're going to get out of me for that. Because like Randy, I'm going to refrain. But I just think maybe some of the populace, populace doesn't understand. We spend a lot of money getting it there. We don't want to spend the same amount of money getting it back. That's like buying the vehicle three times. Right. That's not worth the taxpayer's money.
0: Right. All right. Well, very good. You guys don't want to. The only,
2: really but I will say the you. only
1: tragedy were, were the lives that were lost yeah. um, that final day, which you and I are pretty close to, to one of the families. Yeah. Um, that, that was a tragedy.
0: and Do you think that, that that veterans are treated better today than they were 20 years ago? Like when I was growing up, veterans got just got shed on all the time. The only time you read about a veteran in the paper was when they were beating their wife, right? And they tale oh, he's a veteran with PTSD. He must be a dangerous guy. Um, it seems to me, and I want to know what your thoughts are. It seems to me that, that the American populace seems to be a little bit more grateful these
2: days for the service of our veterans than they were 20 years ago. Well, I mean, let's look at the difference, right? We went to a nation that didn't attack us and fought those wars. So like when I see a Vietnam veteran these days, I say welcome home. I don't just say thank you for their service. I, I want to welcome them home mm-hmm. and because it's the Vietnam veterans is because places like Clear Path and veteran centers, those exist because Vietnam veterans did the right thing and stepped up and let veterans take care of veterans. Okay. Um, but in these wars – we were attacked as a country we were attacked on our own soil right. so the american people got behind that and also the lessons learned of a vietnam right do you think we learned the lesson of vietnam it seems like we left afghanistan the same way we left vietnam
0: and as a country we still didn't learn that lesson you <laughs> go in you go in to win and you get out you don't stay there forever what's the common
1: denominator Tommy between vietnam and afghanistan
0: uh, they were both uh, they were both run by democrat presidents both as a political issue Politicist. That's what it is Right
1: If you ask the generals that are out there You ask the the chiefs You ask the infantry us. It, it's We don't make the decisions Right We just follow orders Right We may disagree with them But
0: our job is to follow it And that's what makes a good That's what makes a good uh, serviceman Someone who Like I said Like I said earlier They follow orders Right And don't get involved
1: in the politics So let's talk about what Clearpath is doing In the Merrimack Valley area. Yeah. yeah So let's talk about that Well go ahead So we have two. There. I run the homeless side of it, and Jeremiah is uh, in charge of outreach. By the way, how many homeless veterans, before you go forward, how many homeless veterans are you servicing right now? Right now, I'm going to say I, I see an average of at least four a week minimum. That's who I see. It doesn't mean other areas aren't seeing them, but right. that's who we see. Right. Um, and what I mean by homeless, not at risk, but actual homeless, they're actually living on the street, mm-hmm. living in a car, living in a transitional type living. Right. Um, so for, for these cities out there such as the city down the street somewhere that says there's no homeless in the area that's not true there is homeless veterans out there right
2: and so what do you got what do you guys do how do you well he's out there first with his team so yeah in, in the outreach that's you know there's a lot of levels of outreach we've got what I call corporate outreach that's where you're raising the awareness of your organization which is good and we do do that too but what I love is getting out and meet where do veterans gather where do they meet where are the shelters go and find them and start taking care of their basic needs first mm-hmm. are they hungry are they cold do they want to go in a home some of them don't some right. of them want to live how they live but getting out there it's if you're sitting in your office you're not doing outreach right Right. Um, <laughs> and we as our, we run our two little families uh, we truly believe in that we believe in putting mm-hmm. the veteran first and we believe that if you're out there and finding them and helping them, that's true outreach.
0: How do you fund what you do? How do you how do you pay for for what it is that you do? Can people donate money? Can do you do you like hit at corporations up for corporate
1: donate? Like how do you do it? We we use donations, but we also have grants that we work off. So I'm going to jump on his grant for a little bit because it's it's kind of aggravating me. Not his running the grant, but he has a Department of Veterans Services grant to attack the five major cities. That have the most issues with veterans. Near to my heart is Haverhill, Lawrence, Methuen, Lemonster, and Fitchburg. And Fitchburg. So when we call these cities and we say, listen, we're here to help you, we're here to get out here and help you, we don't get calls back. Really? Yeah. Uh, Except for VSOs. Some VSOs.
0: Yeah, I've found I get a lot of complaints about VSOs in my office because we do a, a story on the front page of our paper every month honoring a veteran. And so a lot of veterans read us, follow us, and I get a lot of complaints about VSOs that don't return phone calls, don't return emails. And I usually end up sending those people a Randy because when someone calls me, we had a guy in North Andover, Mitchell. I mean, I, I was getting a, a complaint a week from veterans that just needed their paperwork done and they'd go to his office and he was never there and they'd call and they'd never get a call back. Um, so I would call Randy and Randy would just call the person right away, walk them through the process. Um, have you found that there are VSOs out there uh, are that the majority of the VSOs out there are really just kind of sitting in an office every day and not helping? Or are the majority of them out there really doing
2: a good work? Because well, we I, only hear the bad, so that's why I'm asking. I would be fair. If, if you actually have a VSO that's sitting in their office every day, it's not a bad thing. They're there for the veteran when he shows up and he needs it. Mm-hmm. Or she needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of good VSOs that, that come to mind is uh, Bill Ricca, Donnie Jarvis. He just held a great the, guy, right? He just held the first annual veterans luncheon and celebrated the National Guard's hundredth birthday. How many people were there? What one hundred and fifty? Yeah, easy. One hundred and fifty veterans. From all sorts of organizations, That's um, great. and it was awesome. Michelle Marino from Fitchburg. Mm-hmm. she loves her veterans, and she is very attentive, and we actually just started a breakfast service in Fitchburg. So Clearpath is taking breakfast to the veterans and sitting there and providing peer support and finding out what services we could provide. And you know, it's been well over a year that we've been working with um, Rick Vautour in Leminster. And so between Randy and I, we're getting and pushing towards the Lowell, the Methuen, the Lawrence area. Right. So we can have some type of regular footprint so veterans can come to us to help them with mainstream or non-mainstream services. I'd
0: love to see you guys in Lawrence and Methuen, like have an office, have housing in Lawrence and Methuen. Trying. Um, are you getting much response from Methuen? Mm. I know I'm working on Lawrence for you. I talked to the mayor twice about it. so And they actually like what you've proposed, but we just, we, we're we not there yet, but we're trying. So it's tough. I've actually
1: reached out to a couple of council members of Methuen who have been receptive to me. Uh, one who wasn't originally, but now we're actually talking. And um, again,
0: it's a slow process. You've got a couple of veterans on that council. Steve Saber's a veteran. Have, 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 yeah. you, have you worked with him? I have not. Okay. All right. I have not. I'm trying um, to think of who else. Mike Samad is also a veteran. He's an Air Force veteran. Yeah.
1: Who was the first one you said?
0: Uh, Steve Saber. Steve Saber. He's Navy not a, veteran.
1: He's not a Navy veteran. I spoke with Steve. It's his dad.
0: Oh, it's his dad's a Yeah, Navy But veteran.
1: actually, Steve, yes. I've actually talked to Steve. And, Steve and he's helping. Been, he has been receptive. Because okay. years back, a couple years ago, there was a lot of muddy waters. Mm-hmm. And the waters are starting to clear. Um, it's all about the dollar. It's all, you know, a lot of people that own property in this area, they think, oh, I'm going to rent to the veterans and and I'm going to be rich. No, you're not going to be rich, but you're going to get consistently, your rent's going to get paid mm-hmm. or consistently you're going to be helping somebody. Um, and, and that's, that's what it is. Yeah. And it's just trying to find people. Um, look at all these condos that are going up. Right. Oh, we have veteran housing. No, you don't. You have 10% veteran housing. So if you've got 40 units, only four can go to a veteran. Right. right. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's all bait and switch, right? It's all bait and switch. So yeah. ClearPath is out here for the veteran, for the community, and that's the thing we are trying to push. We are a community based. Yeah, it, we believe in family because you're only as good
0: as the people behind you, right? How much how much of the slack are you picking up for VNOC? now that VNOC I'm is, not gonna that. is, is well, I'm not going to discuss. Is I'm I'm not asking you to badmouth anybody. I'm just saying, how many uh, are you getting? A lot of people coming to you that that would normally be going to V we, we we are getting
1: some people that do come to us who say they they have gone there uh basically everything they drop we're picking up
0: okay and then, and that's good i mean i think it's good that, that there's somebody out there that's picking yeah, up picking it's up the
1: it's slot. Uh, it's it's it shouldn't be a tug of war but sometimes it is yeah. so we have vsos that you could tell them so the dvs grant it's public knowledge was 500,000 so you figure those five cities 125,000 per city Getting these some of these VSOs that I've talked to and physically sat down with and said, listen, we have money to help some of your veterans who are behind in their rent or could be behind in their electric bill. And I'm not getting calls back. Really? But I'm getting the veterans calling me saying, hey, I went to the veteran service officer. He said he couldn't help me. Right. You know, Those so, are the complaints that I get. Well, <laughs> but we're able to help them. Right. I call Jeremiah in or one of his case managers, and they'll come over and they take them, and we take care
0: of it. What do you see as the biggest problem that you guys face – trying to help veterans? Is it that some of them don't want help? Is it, is it the financial issue? What is, it that, what is your biggest struggle trying to help veterans? My biggest struggle is a lot of veterans have always been
1: promised the world and nothing's ever –
2: it didn't pan out. Right. Um. Right. I, I totally would agree. Is There are some veteran service organizations out there that say they'll do A, B, C, and D. They never get past A. Right. And so when veterans are treated this way and they actually need these services – That means we have to break that wall of trust down again just so that they'll come in so we can help. Because we promise nothing. We say, well, we work as hard as we can to get you as far as we can. But we also tell the veteran, we're not going to do it for you. Right. You know, you have to buy into this just as much as we do. And mutually, we'll try and get you to your goal. They have to want the help. They have to want it. Let me, let me go
1: back a couple of years ago. You and I w- went down. It was at 2 in the morning or whatever. We pulled that guy out, Steve. Yep. Let's talk about Steve for a minute. Sure. And where's he today? Are you see him on Facebook? Yeah. He's, he looks amazing. He's living the life. This guy lived on the street, weighed about 110 pounds, a drug addict. Every day,
0: every day, he was uh, at, the, at the, um, the off-ramp on Sutton Street from 495. And he was making about $1,200 a week, he told me. I was, I was floored. I was like, man, I'm going to put on a disguise. I'm going to go out and stand there, <laughs> $1,200 a week. Um, but every, every, every day, I would go by him, and I would stop. Actually, the first time I saw him, he was holding a sign that said homeless veteran. And I jumped out of my car and said, you'd better be a fucking homeless veteran. I'm going to shove that, 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 pit, that, that sign up <laughs> your ass. Because there had been several people in Lawrence with signs saying there were veterans that weren't, and right. we'd caught them. So the guy pulled out his DD-214 and made me feel this big, and I felt so horrible. I went by every day. I would drive by, and I'd stop, and I'd I'd bring him a coffee. Uh, We started a tab for him over to Eli's to get a breakfast and just try to show him that there were people out here that were willing to try and help him if he wanted the help. And for two years, Randy, I would call Randy. Randy would go down once a week, twice a week with John Radka and talk to the guy to try and get him off the street, and he didn't want to come.
1: He was on. He was
0: a day away from dying. Yeah. And I'm not
1: exaggerating. Yeah.
0: And finally, he, he went into the you, hospital. You took him to the hospital. Yep. Went into the hospital for a, a very serious medical issue. And while he was there, got cleaned. And his last day in the hospital before they threw him out, he called me and said, I don't want to go back on the street. I'm ready. And I called Randy. And Randy called John. And the two of them got them into into, into housing. And
1: We got him into, a, it's called the Grand Padilla Program. It was transitional housing. Got him a job at the Best Westerners doing maintenance. And now he lives with his daughter and his grandson.
0: Yeah, cool. and, and he's clean. And he's, and he's living the life. He's living right. a better life than I am from what I see on Facebook. Yeah. Right? But it gets back to what Jeremiah says, that the veteran has to want. And they also have to do the work. Right. Well, for two years, we couldn't get Steve. <laughs> right. Because he would say, yes, I'm ready to go. Uh, come back tomorrow at, at 2 o'clock. But in between the time that we saw him and the next day at 2 o'clock, all he really cared about was getting high because he was addicted. So once we get there the next day, he wasn't ready to go now. So Randy always said to me, and it's always stuck in my head, when a veteran says they're ready, when a homeless person or an addict says they're ready, you got to get them that minute. Yep. When they say they're ready, that's, you got to put them in the car that day. And on multiple occasions, I've called Randy and John Ratka before he passed away, God rest him. Uh, we'd find a, a, a veteran in a tent on the banks of the Merrimack River at 2 o'clock in the morning in February in the middle of a snowstorm. Randy, I call Randy, Randy gets out of bed in Methuen, Drives down to Lawrence, climbs down the banks of the Merrimack River, puts the guy in his car, gets him into a hotel that night, and the next day drives him down into Devon's and gets him his intake. So I don't think people at home realize the the, the, the work that people like you guys do above and beyond going to an office once uh, you know in the morning and helping people. Because we don't put it
1: on a commercial on TV, and we don't put it in the newspaper. Right, right. But – we use, we're we trying to get the word out there that we are here. There is somebody who always posts in Methuen that, you know, veterans... Um, God, that ClearPath is a New York agency. Why are we working in mass? We're not a New York agency. There is a ClearPath for veterans. They're up in New York. We're ClearPath for
0: veterans New England. Right, New England. So there is a difference. So I'd love to see you guys in Lawrence. I've spoken to the mayor's office a couple of times on this. Um, I think your proposal for increasing veteran housing for homeless veterans in Lawrence is extremely admirable. We have a lot of people on the streets of Lawrence, and there's a lot of good people out there trying to help them, but veterans should go to the top of that list. And having guys like you guys around, I think that's that's a big help. You know? So, how much? Oh, we're almost at the end of the show. All right. Um, When you guys decided to do this, you probably had a mental image in your head of what it was going to be like. What surprised you, when you, when, you got, when you got into doing this What surprised you About the job That you're doing now Like if there was Somebody coming into this I know you're, you're Relatively new Helping out What advice do you give them? Like what do you say To these guys From your experience Of what you've dealt with yeah. That would be at you all right. That would be me I think uh, he'd be better off
1: Alright okay But But uh, what I've dealt with, and yeah, again, veteran has to want to do it. They have to want to need. They need help. You, you
0: didn't help. expect that there would be veterans that would say no. We don't want need. It. We don't. We
2: don't need any help. Right.
1: Yeah. I, w- I, w- I figured they, you know, they would come in and yeah, see you later. But they don't want help. It's-
2: I'd really like to mention my experience for Clear Path. Right sure. Um, so nine months last January, I showed up to Clear Path, and I was in a. I w- I'm not. I'm not going to hide the, from the world anymore. You know, I suffered from TBI, traumatic brain injuries, and I suffered from post-traumatic stress. And I was in a very dark place getting ready to retire from the military. When I showed up, Randy, Jason, and Nick, the canine uh, trainer at ClearPath, they just put their arms around me and just gave me a hug, virtual hug, you know. Yeah, virtual. I didn't touch them. (laughs) (laughs) And I learned what a magical place ClearPath is how safe and how secure I felt and how I felt valued for all the help that I gave them I loved it so much I showed up three times a week eight hours a day for nine months wow and then when I got retired from the service ClearPath immediately said we would like to hire you that's great and it's it's an amazing place for any veteran how long have you been there now a year what
0: surprises you now? Like when you, I always, I always ask this of elected officials when they run. They have an idea and they had what it's going to be like, Then they get in and go, "Holy crap, we didn't expect this, you know, to be like this." What has surprised you about you? You had a mental image in your head when you started. Sure. Um, now that you've been there for a year, you look back and go, "Wow, it's, is is it what you thought it was, or, or are there things?" Well, it's that-
2: more. I mean, I'm I'm learning every day. Randy and Jason and the whole team. I, it, it's the amount of learning, of all these services that are offered to veterans that they they just don't take advantage of or mm-hmm. they don't know about and it's the 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 bandwidth of like the team at Clearpath knowing exactly how to get a veteran service in a timely manner and when it counts the most right. that surprised me because the the knowledge base i mean i thought i learned the military in 26 years i stepped out of the military and into you know, a veteran service organization like ClearPath, and I was blown away. Right, right. So it's surprisingly how many services are out there for veterans um, and how many nonprofits and how many partners and how many people are willing to help veterans. We just got to connect the veteran to the service. How can
0: people donate? If somebody wants to donate money, or do you you accept items too? Do you accept like uh, blankets and stuff like that for clothes? Yep, we do. You
1: ever say no to a donation? Okay. um, it just, you know, obviously we can't take furniture. Some furniture we can't take, mattresses and things like that. But yes, we do take donations. We take, uh, w- we'll make good use of it, yeah. w- whatever it is. Um,
2: our website, ClearPath. ClearPath. <throat> um, Clear <laughs> <laughs> oh. ClearPathNE.org. Yeah. All right. Thank you. ClearPathNE.org. you welcome. You can, you can go and donate right there on our website.
1: But okay. I, I, I want to employ anybody. Come down. Take a walk through. Come down. Take a visit. Uh, come down on a Thursday. Enjoy a free lunch of our culinary program that we started. That's mm-hmm. something else. Jump in real quick. We have a culinary program. It's run by this amazing chef, uh, Shannon Donovan. And uh, she's embraced it. We actually got a food truck we're going to be starting, a food trailer. Nice. So if there's a veteran out there interested in running their own food truck, working for a veteran organization, get a hold of myself or Tommy. I mean, we – We got a lot of great ideas. And if you're into the culinary program, you want to learn the culinary program, it's free.
0: So, you, so you guys there? do like uh, vocational training too, right? We have so, some. Yeah, we have the so, culinary program. Yep. So you help with homeless. You help with uh, canine service dogs. You help veterans get um, um, services that they need to get like their paperwork for their insurance and, and benefits that they have. And then on top of all that, you're giving vocational training to guys that you know might want to might want to try and start like a you know like a new job or a new. And sometimes it's
1: it's actually life changing for some of these veterans. So we had a veteran not too long ago. They were making, I think it was like nineteen hundred dollars a month. They were Trying to live off that, and I would wait. You know, he's a three-time deployed combat veteran. Never filed a disability claim. We sat down. We did his claim. He now has an extra thirty-six hundred dollars a month coming in on wow. top of that. So wow. that's like almost six thousand dollars that this gentleman is making. That is a life-changing amount for those. It people. certainly
0: is. God bless. God bless you guys for doing yeah. that. No, seriously. I I I I never served. My grandfather was in World War II, though. So I grew up hearing all those stories. He was in Corregidor and in, in the Philippines. Um, I, my father was a Vietnam era veteran. He wasn't in Vietnam, but he was Vietnam era veteran. He was on, he was Navy. He was on a ship, so I grew up having a, an appreciation for veterans. But watching what you guys do and what you guys have been doing for the last few years, it 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 it's it's heartwarming because uh, we know that veterans aren't being treated the way that they should by our country. And when they get out, that like you said, they get promised the world, and then they end up not getting the world. Um, and so to have guys like you out there doing that, I think, is just amazing. I think of all of the, all of the charities that we promote on this show, I think Clear Path for Veterans New England is probably the best. Um, how much of someone's donation goes directly to the uh, – the, oh, I'm getting a dirty look – how much goes directly to the veteran? To, yeah, it goes to servicing the veterans. 100%. That's amazing. So I got a dirty look. I thought I was in trouble when I asked No, that because
1: I was going to say something about other agencies. But our 100% of our of any donation goes right back to the veteran.
0: So, so the salaries and for for the guys that are working there, you get paid out of a grant? We get paid out of a grant. So the grant goes away. We so, do it for free. So when someone donates $100 to Clear Path for Veterans New England – 100% of that's going to go to service those veterans. Right. That's correct. And, and th- that, that is a testament to what you guys are doing because most of the charities, if not all of the charities, take something off the top. Even Tunnels to Towers takes like 9% for like administrative costs and stuff. And you guys don't. And uh, well, A good and-
2: thing to point out about that is, mm-hmm. do you know how much a veteran spends at ClearPath in money? Mm-mm. Nothing. That's awesome. That's a veteran awesome. pays for zero services that we offer. That's incredible. I mean, if they want to buy a Clear Path t shirt, okay, maybe they got to spend 15 bucks, but right? They don't spend any money on services. And either. the
0: money for that t shirt goes directly back to
2: buying more t shirts. Buying more t shirts. Well,
0: <laughs> so, all right, so maybe what I'll do is maybe I'll buy uh, uh, maybe 10 or 20 t shirts for our annual charity bash this year. And, uh, and, and we either give them away or auction them off. Is there anything about where well, we're getting ready to wrap up the show? Is there anything about clear path for veterans that you guys want to impart on the public, whether it's veterans that are out there seeking services or family members or just people who want to donate? I want another hour. No. Um,
1: <laughs> so I want the local community. I want the local officials to, to really start focusing on their veterans in their towns. Yeah. One thing you don't see now is you don't see the yellow ribbons around the trees. Remember oh, the yeah. time? Yeah. Why is that? Because it's not in the public eye anymore. Right. That may go away, but the veterans are still out there. There are veterans that are still hungry. There are veterans
0: that are still homeless. There are veterans that still need somebody to talk to. Correct. And if today I'm driving through Lawrence and I find a homeless <laughs> veteran, I can call I can still call you. Yeah. Absolutely. And you'll come down and you'll pick Have I up honestly ever you? said no to you? Never. 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 So. I just want people to understand that. Jeremiah. You're not like the
1: women. It's the, I say yes and. They say no.
2: But. Jeremiah, where are you, before you go, where are you originally from? I am from the great state of Texas.
0: Oh, because I, I, I detected a little bit. Uh, you don't have much of a Texas accent, but I detected a little bit.
2: <laughs> well, I haven't lived in Texas in 26 years. Yeah, yeah. I've lived all over the world. And you, well, By the way, you've got a great radio voice.
0: If you ever decide you want to do like, a, a veteran podcast or something, that's something you should think about, you've got a great radio voice. Thank you. First time you spoke, I, heard, I was like, wow, that, that guy could give me some competition. Um, I want to thank you, uh, Jeremiah Jones, <laughs> Braun right. Star. Randy Carter, uh, a a hero veteran, not just because they went out and served, but because when they were done serving their country, they came back and they said, how can we help those who are coming back and coming out of the military? And I certainly appreciate that. I know that there's a lot of people in the community uh, who appreciate that. So I want to thank you guys for coming in. Thank you.
2: If I could address our audience just for a moment as well, if you go to our description below and click the
0: link, go check out whether you're a veteran that's looking for help or whether you're someone that's looking to help Clear Path, please go to the website in our link below. Click on that and uh, it'll take you across and you can check out what these guys are doing.
1: Outstanding. And that voice you hear, she is much nicer in person than Tommy
0: says she is. (laughs) (laughs) I always say she's got the sexiest podcast voice in the world. If that when helps, I, get clicks. When I, when if I, that helps, go to ClearPath then. Listen to this sexy voice. Go to ClearPath. <laughs> help these guys out. If I had my way, it would just be her talking the whole time. I'd just be sitting back listening. I want to thank our sponsors. You can roll up, Mel. I want to thank our sponsors. AFC Urgent Care. If, trust me when I tell you, if you're not feeling well, do not go to the, to the uh, emergency room at Lawrence General or the, or the Holy Family. They're good people there. But you're going to wait 11 hours, and, and it's going to be a nightmare for you. You go to AFC Urgent Care. I've been there several times when I've had problems. I'm um, in and out in 10 minutes. And I mean in, seeing a doctor, having a prescription, and out the door in 10 minutes. Uh, and that's pretty good. So uh, AFC Urgent Care in Methuen and North Andover. We love them. JG's Ice Cream. Clear Path for Veterans New England. We want to thank these guys for coming in. Hopefully you guys will come back. Hope you uh, had some fun. Uh, Pleasant Valley Landscaping. Dave Itkins is looking for workers, so make sure you give him a call. Tomo and Shaken and Seafood Barelli's Deli where I'm going right after the show I can't wait to get there quite frankly uh, EIS Investigation and Gun Training Marsan and Sun Construction and our buddy Matt McClennan over at McClennan Real Estate Century 21 on Broadway in Methuen as well as our new sponsor Treehouse Cannabis in Drake It I promise you guys I will go there this week and I'll let you know what their prices are like and what kind of uh, variety they've got um, Melvin Taylor says you gotta go home